Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Buddy, I figured I needed to dust it off a little bit because today we are finally, and I say finally, it's it's completely my fault, uh, <laughs> talking about Like a Dragon Ishin. Yeah. Um, a game that released back in February that I played consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, From there were then, no, dead, no nope. dead periods, no. Nope, even when I was playing Resident Evil 4. When I would wrap up playing Resident Evil 4, I'd move on to Ishin and work on it a little bit. So we're going to talk about that game today, uh, talk about our feelings and and everything. You know, we will split it up as we normally do. We'll talk about, you know, gameplay and things like that first. We'll give a full-on warning before we get into talking about the story, which is bananas. And to be completely honest, I don't even know that I have a full grasp on the story totally, but... It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> as I mean, it's as it's more complicated and as complicated as any story in a Yakuza game I've ever played so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll give you full warning before we get into the story stuff in case it's one of those things. You know, you guys are in the middle of playing or thinking about playing, and you're adverse to any sort of spoilers. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm excited to talk about this game. There's a lot I love, there's a, quite a bit that I liked, and then there's a few things that I do not like. So, Yeah, um, pretty much the same here. Uh, before we jump into that, buddy, uh, what do you feel about doing a little initial thoughts talk on Jedi Survivor, which just released yeah. uh, three days ago as of recording this? I'd love to. Having a good time. Yeah, man, I really like that game right now i am really impressed with it so far um it's a fucking shame that it had so many problems on the pc you know this mm-hmm. is a this is not you know solely a thing with jedi survivor this has been kind of a ongoing thing with sort of hyped pc releases this year right i think mm-hmm. before this maybe the most recent one might have been Resident Evil 4, although I don't think it was as bad as, as some of the other ones. And then before that, The Last of Us PC port, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, you know, our buddy Jeff has been playing on PC, and they published a patch today and in our, our group chat. He mentioned that the patch seemed to smooth out a lot of the problems he was having. So clearly they got on that patch quick. I'm sure there's still, you know, lots mm-hmm. to do as far as patching it and getting it in tip-top shape personally yeah, uh, you know like I, and i'll say that the the xbox version is pretty good it could use a little tweaking um you know I just I, i'm disappointed when games just can't hit um consistent 60 and whereas it doesn't really take away from your plan in this there are times when it does chug a little bit particularly when you're like in the town um at the beginning and uh of course the whole Coruscant section has suffers from it a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, that is going to get cleaned up and it's going to be great. Like right now I'm having a ton of fun with it. Oh, the, my goodness. 
the slight frame loss that I get doesn't impact anything that I do at all. No, I've literal aesthetic. Yeah, I have. I have yet to uh, encounter something where I was like, "Well, that fucked me up." Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. There's never um, been anything that's that's caused me to die. Which you know, that's that's fine with me. I've been playing in uh, quality mode. You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of my jam a lot of times. And I gotta say, this game is fucking gorgeous, dude. Whew, yeah, like, it looks great. The there's so there's a a canteen. I'm I'm gonna you know dance around things. Of course, sometime down the road we'll have a full episode about this game. Um, but there's a cantina you can go to, and then there's a vendor's shop you can go to. And like both instances, when I first walked into those buildings into their main rooms, like I kind of gasped at how awesome it looked. Like mm-hmm. lighting, uh, detailing, character character modeling especially having very recently played the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just looked fucking stunning. And I got to say, this is not, there's there's two characters in this game that are side characters, right? So I don't consider this a spoiler. But I'm immediately enamored with, um, shit, I can't even remember his name now, the frog guy. Oh, uh, Turgle? Turgle. Something I like that. Yeah. love Turgle. And Scuva Stev is my <laughs> dude, man. The minute he showed up, I was like, is that a play on Scuba Steve? It sure is. And I like I wanted to text you about it. And I was like, nah, don't let him discover it. And sure enough, today I get a text from you that's like Scuba Stev. That's literally all it said was yep. Scuba Stev. <laughs> love that dude, man. Love it. Um I, the combat is really fun. Ooh, having man. a great time with it. Yeah, the combat is fun. I love that they didn't try to do the sort of Metroidvania thing where the story starts out and for some reason Samus lose all her upgrades and armor add-ons yeah. and shit. You know, like you still have most, most, not all, of your force powers. Like you don't have to relearn how to do force pull, force push, run on walls and shit. double jump, right. double yeah. jump. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate that. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I have a feeling if this is going to be a game that like I end up taking my sweet ass time on because mm-hmm. I put some decent time into it and I'm still like not ready to move. Well, actually, I don't know that I have any choice now, but to yeah. move on to the next story section right now. You're you're you just got to that point. I think like I spent a lot of time on that first planet and I was like, I'm going to try to do all the side quests I can, but some of them are just you can't do. I don't think you're, they're gated via mm-hmm. like whatever it may be, some kind of ability you need to mm-hmm. get through a, these green fields, or um, maybe even a triple jump. Um, I'm not sure yeah. or something, you know. Uh, so I eventually moved on. Although I spent a lot of time on that first planet, and I feel like there's still a ton left for me to do there. Oh yeah, well I think that first planet, Koba, is um, sort of Bagano. Mm-hmm. from the first game where you're going to be making repeat trips. It's the hub world, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm certainly, I think I've got all but one side quest that I've unlocked done. And the one I haven't done, I've tried multiple times and it, it involves, I don't want to spoil it, but it involves yeah. a, uh, optional a l- boss that is fucking hard, bro. Large and hard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Two words that I've never heard in sequence. Con, uh, about myself so um <laughs> i gotta say man i i'm really enjoying it i'm glad um it's uh it's living up to my personal expectations and what i wanted out of this and mm-hmm. granted i'm still you know very early in the game it doesn't have that scope creep right where obviously it's a much bigger game there's much more to it but it doesn't feel immediately like oh shit there's too much right I got that feeling sometimes in like God of War Ragnarok, right? Or we talk about it all the time, the third in the the Rocksteady Batman games. So Mm -hmm. I'm real stoked about that. Too many icons on a minimap to clean up, man. And I love the character customization in this, might I add. I was rocking a fucking foreigner mullet for a little ball. Hot-blooded, check it and see. Nice. Um, My dude for real looks like Bob Seger. Nice. Like, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) um it's great um i really can't wait to do an episode about it 
um, yeah, we'll gonna, see how long it takes us to get through. Probably a little while. I would expect it's going to take take a little while because I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do everything. You know, I got a hundred percent of the achievements in the original game. I'm going to try to do that with this second one. Sure, um, barring anything insane that I don't feel like putting up with. Um, speaking of insane things, I don't feel like putting up with to get all the achievements. You want to start talking about like a dragon ishin? <laughs> That's a good segue. Yeah. Those um, games are notorious for that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. And every time, well, not every time, every time I go in and I'm like, well, I'm going to do as much as I can. And there was a moment with this one where I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get every achievement in this because there was something that had always stood in my way in the other Yakuza games um, that kept me from getting a hundred percent. And then a hundred plus hours in, I discovered that I was sorely mistaken about that very <laughs> mistaken um so for people that don't know i mean we talk about it all the time we're big fans of the yakuza franchise steve and i are pretty much neck and neck with the games we've played and completed yakuza zero yakuza kiwami and now like a dragon ishin <clears throat> so in japan this series has always been known as like a dragon it was only in the West that this series was known as Yakuza. So I guess, and, and, and whatever, but I guess with the release of Seven, which was kind of like a soft reboot for the series, you know, starting a new storyline with new characters, um, you know, they dropped the Seven from it and just called it Yakuza Like a Dragon. And now they have just decided that that's the name of the franchise going forward. So... Like a Dragon Ishin is Yakuza Ishin, for for lack of a better term, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is a remake of a game that released back on the PS3 that never was translated or localized for Western release. Previously, it was only available in Japan. And as I got into the Yakuza series and discovered that they had like two samurai era based spinoff games i was like what what do you mean they never released those over here <laughs> it was i was about to have a steve demon souls situation where i would have bought a playstation 3 to play those two games if i could right um but luckily as we talked about last year when they did their big you know yakuza presentation this ended up getting released and it was something that for a couple of years now they had been sort of talking about in interviews saying like you know, with the increased popularity of that series in the States, that uh, it, they always considered bringing those games um, over and doing like a remake. Now, another thing I've noticed, Steve, and I'm sure you have by now as well, when it comes to a Yakuza remake, there's one of two types, right? There's a Yakuza Kiwami-style remake, which remade the, the first game, in the engine that Yakuza 0 was built off of, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's Yakuza Kiwami 2, which remade Yakuza 2 with the engine that Yakuza 6 and onward remain in. There is an immediate, like if you go from playing Kiwami to Kiwami 2, there's an immediate jump in quality and graphic fidelity, control, UI, everything. It just looks nicer and cleaner. This game falls in the former. They kind of just spruced up the PlayStation 3. It's not like a... I would say it might even qualify more as a remaster. Remaster, yeah. Than a remake. They didn't put the same effort into this that they did probably even Kiwami, right? Because it was a PlayStation 3 game. Yeah, it could have used, quite frankly, a little cleaning up in some spots, probably. It, well, there is definitely some times where it feels of its age right exactly era where it feels like a playstation 3 game right there's some quality of life stuff that would come in later yakuza games or kiwami 2 that's not present in this um overall i really enjoyed it i, I mean i i'll say i loved it i can't imagine that i spent 110 hours in a game that i didn't enjoy right right but boy were there some moments of frustration <laughs> Yeah, you, you got through it. I, I, I spent about 60 with it. 
and there were certain things that I just was like, nope, not doing it. Yep. And you know, you you went ahead and did those things. And I would say that so far it's my third favorite of the Yakuza games that I've played. We've talked about this. I don't necessarily mean that in, in like a bad thing, but I think like I, I mean, think I if, just preferred the if you consider the stories more. Yeah, if you consider all three games good games, one of them has to I be do. the third, yeah. right? Exactly. And I, I think do. that yeah. I think I would probably agree with you there. It it hues a little closer to zero for me just because of the amount of time I spent and the affection that grew for certain characters because mm-hmm. you'd be spending a lot of time in this world. Now I'll say this: <laughs> right between zero, um, Kawami, and Like a Dragon Ishin, this is my second favorite combat system. Yes, as far as <laughs> styles and stuff go. So why don't we talk about the? Because you know Yakuza is known for having different fighting styles. Right. Um, why don't we talk about the the styles that are available in this one? Okay, so there are what four? You, there's the brawler style, mm-hmm. which is basically just using your fists. And I didn't mess with this one very much, and I kind of wish, in retrospect, that I did because I think it has a lot of the fun stuff, like picking stuff up in your mm-hmm. environment and using it and disarming your opponent kind of deal. Did you mess with that style very much? So, okay, through my the course of my playthrough, I intended to um, fully level up all four styles. After 110 hours, Steve, I had fully leveled up three, and the one that was missing was Brawler, and I didn't have it in me, because you don't, <laughs> after a certain point, you don't level those up very fast, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I would also like to add that this is after completing all the diligence records, doing all the dungeons, multiple times and uh completing the story and all the sub stories so at this point i would have basically just had to go into the arena or run dungeons like grind dungeons out to level up brawler i didn't have it in me right i don't blame you um so we also had the swordsman style yes just straight up master of the blade i used that one a pretty good bit i'm yep. sure you did as well that was i think that probably in that and the other one we're going to be talking about were probably my two most used gotcha um yeah this one was fun um you know the heat actions which are like the special attacks you can do w- within your styles depending on the the things that are happening around you and your environment and how many guys you're attacking what kind mm-hmm. of attack there are some cool ones in all of these but like some of the ones in Swordsman were really nice, like where he would jump up and uh, s- like slash three guys at once. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> buddy, and those damn dungeons—that heat move saved my sanity because, like, you could run in a group of dudes, hit your Y button, and what he would do is like an upward slash that would knock one dude up in the air. Yeah. Then he would use that dude as a springboard, so he would jump up in the air and use that dude's body as a springboard to then do like a circle slash on three dudes and it's devastating it's usually fatal yeah Yeah, well and at the end of the game like we'll talk about it when we talk about the story stuff but there's parts where you're like storming fortified areas and they throw a lot of dudes at you nobody touched me nobody (laughs) touched me because of those heat actions i was just tearing through folks nice there's also stuff like whereas if you're running at somebody who has a gun mm-hmm. and they shoot at you you oh, yeah. can heat action and you'll slice the bullet in half and then a- run forward yep anime <laughs> as fuck boy take care of it you know yeah, man um lots of ways lots of ways to use your sword um there's another style where it's just about the gun yeah you know gunman and that was fun for me for a little while i i spent some time with it yeah shoot people in the leg and that one has some fun heat actions the special amp so the key to the gunman style i found out after a lot of time with it is the special ammos your acid rounds fire yeah rounds, shock rounds but those things are so expensive to craft <laughs> tough yeah you don't ever have enough to really fuck around with it um gunman was fun but also very mindless it was the last one that i sort of maxed out in my in my playthrough right um and you know, at the end when I was trying to complete a diligence record, which was clearing out 300 
your eight thousandth dungeon. Yeah. yeah, and I was just running through, jamming the X button, shooting dudes. Like it was, <laughs> it was the epitome of mindless. Nice. Um, um, yeah. So you know that one, whatever. But then you get to the fun one, which is a, a style called Wild Dancer, which mm-hmm. uh, incorporates both the sword and the gun. This was fun, especially when it gets leveled up. It's kind of weak at first, um, but the more you spend leveling it up, the stronger it gets, and it eventually becomes to me like the most powerful thing. Oh, I in terms so of too. damage output, you know. So all of the styles have a, a special move that consumes heat. That's not a heat move where you hold down your right trigger, right? So like the gun one does kind of like uh, what is it called, Dead Eye or whatever in Red Dead. Like you hold it yeah. down and it paints targets on dudes and then you release it and he pew, 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 shoots all those dudes. Swordsman does like a slowed down move where he does the anime, like hold his sword and then do the power, like pull it out and do a he real sheaths it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Wild dancers is the best. Cause you hold down that right trigger and he just turns into a tornado where he's spinning with his sword and shooting the gun. Dude, you can clear out some guys with that. It was yeah. real powerful. He turns into the Death Blossom from that movie, The Last Starfighter. Yes. Yes. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of the heat actions with Wild Dancer are insane. You know, like the, the heat actions that I would say that that there's a lot of cool ones and ones I really liked, but nothing in this was as goofy and fun as any of the heat actions from zero or Kiwami in my opinion. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, zero for me is always going to help have a place in my heart for the Majima stuff. You yes. Know? Yes. And that, that's going to be hard to top, but uh, this, this one w- was fun. You yeah. Know? It had a good time. I had a good time with that, with wild dancer and swordsman specifically. I messed up a lot of people with those things, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So, you know, I, I like the combat in this because, you know, you don't, it, it definitely brought something different to Yakuza combat, right? Because, you know, you might have the Majima style where you get the bat, which rules, or his breakdancing style, which is goofy. There's not a lot of typically weapon-based combat in these games from what I've experienced. So, you know, adding in the sword and the gun and then the combined one that's the sword and the gun. I, it actually made it pretty fun and different feeling, mm-hmm. right? Um, another thing that Yakuza is always known for, and to me, it's the I always say it's the secret juice of these games, are the side activities, right? This one has some really good ones and some that are not so great. Yeah, let's talk about the good ones first. Um, there, the fishing is exactly the same as it is in zero i loved it i love a good fishing (laughs) mini game so i don't have much more to say than i loved the fishing i did way too much of it at the beginning and didn't didn't do any of it the rest of the game um (laughs) until you had to for uh, a a diligence record samurai stardew valley perhaps yeah oh we'll get it there's a we got some we got some talking to do about that yeah um and then uh, karaoke returns, but it's like a singing club. You know, they, they make it a little more era appropriate. It's Yakuza karaoke. I enjoyed it. I did a lot of it. It's goofy. Um, did you, uh, did you see, start to see other people at the karaoke bar? I sure did. I sure did. Cool, cool, cool. I was curious about that. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, there's dancing like that traditional Japanese dancing with the fan fan. Yeah. That shit is hard, it's hard man. Yeah. It's really hard. You have to like, uh, you have like two meters on your left and your right. And one of them is just your buttons. And yep. the other one is your, your sticks, your, your, your pad, stick. yeah, like yeah. directional pad or whatever. Yeah. And you have to mix like them going at different rhythms and different directions and it's tricky like it's I, real I, tricky. I didn't try that on expert at all that thing would have chewed me up spit I, me out. I ended up having to do one on expert because another thing in this is uh one of the side activities is building bonds with different people in the town including a lot of the shop owners right and to max out the dancing ladies bond you end up having to do this crazy performance that you can only play on expert and it buddy i thought i was going insane how many times i tried it before i got it 
Oh my god, that sounds like hell, brother. Do you remember <laughs> the um the Tifa workout section in Final Fantasy VII Remake? Mm-hmm. Like, so you do the first one you do, it's the squats, right? It's right. cloud, and it's not that bad. Then later in the game, you have to do Tifa and it's pull ups and it's very hard. That was this. Like the amount of times it took me to cl- uh, clear that Tifa section it w- was probably equal to the amount of times of this this dancing section. Man, I haven't thought about the Tifa pull-ups in a while. Those... I think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough section for me, too. I remember it took me a few tries. Um, then, so they don't have batting cages, but what batting cages are, it, it's so funny when it first, when I first got it, because Steve got to this before me, and he was like, "You, when you get to this area, go talk to the guy that's standing by the cannon. And immediately I was like, oh shit, it's the batting cages. But instead of hitting baseballs, there's a dude shooting cannonballs at you that you got to slice with your sword, or there's a different mode where you can shoot them, right? Um, I ended it's, up really liking this this side. Yeah, game. it's super fun, man. Like yeah. he's putting he's putting like English on the cannonballs. He's yep. like shooting them off to the left, and they come curving around right. <laughs> you yep. got to time it right. He throws knuckleballs at you when oh, they're yeah. like slow. It's awesome, and the the shooting one is cool too. It's slightly different, you know. Um, you just kind of have to wait until they're in like this particular spot to shoot them. You don't actually do the aiming because mm. God, that would you oh, would I never wouldn't. you would never I, get through it. <laughs> this was nope. one of this is one of those side activities that I like so much that I just played it until I beat the whole thing, and I was like, well. I, I don't have any excuse to do this anymore. I should probably move on. You right. Know? Yeah. I, I finished all of them, including like the, the goofy ones. Yeah. Yeah. At the end too. Did them all got the, got the gold score in all of them. Um, then what else is there? A side activity. There's an arena. It's okay. It's a Yakuza arena. You know, the only full with that too much. I did a little bit like, you know, there's the, the typical style where they, you know, make you fight like five super hard opponents in a row. And then there's one that's like a hundred man battle where you have to beat a hundred dudes in each respective style. I did that a couple of times. Um, okay. Then there's something they call slice of life. So there's a point in the story where you can adopt an orphan and help her rebuild her family business, which was like, they were farmers, right? And they sold their goods in town. And this Mm -hmm. is at the point where, it becomes what Steve uh, uh, gave the moniker of Samurai Stardew Valley, okay? So you have a plot of land, you plant food, right? You, you harvest it, you sell it. You have orders, like you have a desk that you go to and you see your orders, right? So they'll be like one of each type of potato or 10 of any, you know, uh, uh, vegetable or produce, right? I became so obsessed with this, Steve, that, like, I'll just cut to the chase. I had the biggest ginseng fucking operation <laughs> in all of Japan. All right. Like, ginseng is, like, the the thing that is the ultimate thing you can make in your right. garden. Right. right? And, and it takes some time. You have to actually level up your garden a good bit before you can even unlock the ability to grow the ginseng. Yeah. Right, so so that takes a while, but yeah, I saw your garden at one point on stream, and you had you had it maxed out, of course, and like every single piece, every of plot was dirt ginseng, was ginseng. Yep, and that takes a while, no matter how much poop you scatter on it. And let me tell you, man, the amount of money I stacked in this game was embarrassing by the end of it. It was all <laughs> built on the back of ginseng and chicken races. We'll nice. get to that oh. in a second. Um, with too many of the chicken races either, but I definitely uh, did the slice of life stuff. I figured out a system for the chicken races. Uh oh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> um, another part of that is there's a cooking section to it, which I was so excited to get into. And by the way, it is a good mini game. It's okay. Yeah. But, but good lord. <sighs> okay. So, let's say you go to your little desk in your house and it says, all right, you need to make two power stews. You need to make some ramen or some udon, and you need to make five orders of pickles. All right? Done. The problem is, is every time you want to cook, you have to walk up to the sink, hit A, 
Haruka comes up and she's like, oh, do you want to cook? cook? And you got to say yes. Then you pick the ingredient. Then you play the mini game to make one serving of that meal. So if you got to you and then you got to start the process all and then, over. And then he he feeds it to Haruka. And she comments on she it. She fucking eats it. She's like, oh, yeah, this is some good shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking dude. And then you fucking get it. It's either good. Like if she really likes it, it's like premium. Mm hmm. If, she, if, it, if you fucked up a bunch of steps, then it's just old regular ass shit. But yeah. oh my God, the amount of times you have to watch these cut scenes, man. Every to- single time. It, it like That is when I started to dread filling the cooking order. Same thing with you me. You know man. what I mean? Where I was it. like, are you kidding me? I don't want to have the conversation. Like All they would have had to do is let me queue up everything yeah. I wanted to cook in one session. Exactly. You know? This is the kind of thing that I mean by like they should have cleaned it up. This is a like, quality is, of life thing. Yeah, they should have added some quality of life stuff here because this and I spent a lot of time in this mode, man. I I, I waited through it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many orders I would fill. So many. Steve, I'd send all 10 of them out at once. Sometimes you could only have 10 at a time and, and I'd just clear them in all. the deck. Yep. Boom. And and the secret to it is you got to clear the doo-doo ones out because what you're looking for is when they want ginseng, because you'll get a lot of money for one piece yep. of ginseng. You want when they ask for the platinum plate, mm-hmm. you ask or and you get to where they want like a certain dish, like the spirit stew, the teka stew, I think. Like there's the, ones the that, tougher stuff to the make. Tougher yeah. stuff to make. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, but getting through enough orders to get to that point is a slog after it's excruciating. Oh my God. Having, like you said, having to make five pickles, like, and this is the most brainless one too. like pickles. You literally just just pull out something and and tap a to chop like three times to chop cucumbers. And you do that twice and you have to sit through all these mini screens, loading screens, chat screens. And it it is, it is interminable. It's It's, just, it's it's tedious. It's tedious. And the word like, there, there are certain things in games that are tedious that I enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain, like, um, in Stardew Valley, there's some very tedious things, but something about the gameplay loop and stuff. Exactly. No, there's ways to make that thing right. and this is, better. Yeah. This is 100% where I think the game itself shows its age, where if it was fully remade, there would be maybe some quality of life improvements there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, totally agree. So at the end of the game, it tells you your stats. Do you know how many orders I filled, Steve? Oh my God! How many? Eight hundred and thirty-two. I'd be curious to see my stats. I'm sure it wasn't that many, but I bet it wasn't that far off. Yeah, because after a while, I stopped filling orders, and I would just go back to my farm, harvest the ginseng, and then go sell it at the. Um, just go sell that shit yourself. Uh, yeah, the pawn <laughs> shop because it required less of the tedium. And like I said, buddy, they should have. <laughs> They should have made it to where you could like really like live a rich lifestyle. Like Haruka, like yeah. starts having like servants of her own. Yeah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> she gets carried everywhere. That would be really funny. Like um, you just get rich. The uh, so another thing where all this money I made came into to play towards the end of the game is the crafting system. I love a crafting system. There are too many goddamn components. In like a dragon ishin's tra- crafting system, there it's it feels like there's 400 different item components that are used to craft or upgrade different. The things. amount of crafting materials is too damn high. It is, man. It 100 is. Yeah, you're right. And by the end of the game, because I was I figured out a, a a system with the chicken races, 
I was able to craft the blade of the Shogun, which in my opinion was the best sword in the game, the best gun, all the best armor, all kitted out with my materia. They call it some seals, but it's fucking materia, <laughs> right? And so like, but the amount of work it took was, I don't know that it was equal to the payoff, right? Mm -hmm. And getting leveled up all the way in crafting the only way I could figure out a, how, how to do it and keep my sanity was to go to a vendor that sold weapons and just buy so many weapons and armor pieces that my, it filled up my inventory to a, where I couldn't buy it. Go back to this blacksmithing shop and donate those because that makes you level up just a tiny bit. I did that over and over again until I was level 20 in crafting. Uh, well, I've talked about chicken racing. Chicken racing is like a, a unique gambling mini game in this one where you bet on chicken races. Uh, when I was trying to get enough money, right, to make the sword, and I needed a lot of money for the reputation system. I have something to really complain about there. Maybe my biggest complaint. Okay. Um, I, I looked online and people were like, this is how you win big in chicken racing, and I'll be damned. It worked. So you, so what you would do is you'd win a whole bunch of those gambling points, you'd trade them in for silver hammers, and then go sell the silver hammers to the pawn shop, and that'd get you a ton of money and a ton of uh, virtue, right? Mm. That's one of your level up, like one of your currencies you spend. The reputation system, which in itself is its own little mini game. So just like any other Yakuza game, the map is divided into different sections, right? And you have a reputation score in each of those sections that goes from 1 to 10. To complete the diligence records, you have to get each section to 10. Honestly, it's not that hard. All you got to do is just play the game. So if you do a sub-story in a certain section, that'll you know increase your reputation a little bit. You eat at a restaurant or spend money in that, you know, in that section, it increases your reputation. Except for one. There is a spot called Gion, G-I-O-N, where the only way to reb, raise your reputation is by eating at two different restaurants. Hmm. And it goes to 10. It goes to 10. The amount of times I just walk back and forth between the two restaurants trying to get my reputation to go up was ridiculous <laughs> to the point where <laughs> that that is what led me to looking into how to win the chicken races to sell the silver however ha uh, hammers to get a bunch of virtue because the virtue you can spend in a special shop and increase your reputation in the different areas i don't know that there is it's humanly possible if you are of sound mind to get your reputation to 10 in that area without using a shit ton of virtue it took two hundred thousand virtue good lord to max out my virtue in that area that's a lot all right even amongst the games yeah somewhat weird income that's a lot one last side uh activity we have to talk about oh the battle is... dungeons oh okay what were you gonna say um oh your girlfriend and, oh, uh... oh hold on i'm so sorry anna there's the courtesan. Now, I have nothing bad to say about that minigame. Don't you dare say a bad thing about my lady Anna. No, I have not that to me was one of the better ones uh, yeah, that we, the game had. We kind of talked about it in an episode where I played the the rock, paper, scissors song. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. three minigames. You you get in a sake drinking contest with Anna, then you gotta beat her at uh, rock, paper, scissors, and then it basically turns into a uh, vertical shooter where you are in your underpants shooting beams of love energy out of the top of your head and blowing up words of sexual aff affirmation. I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. It's, it's supposed weird. to represent your will to not bust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you don't bust too early. And if you fail that part, she's like, oh, damn, you went kind of early. Huh? huh? Yeah. I was like, shit. How does she know? Like, damn, I've drank like 18 jars of sake and beat your ass in 15 games of paper, rock, scissors. And this, now you're going to give me lip? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, battle dungeons. So there's a certain part in the game where you can unlock 
um, the ability to go on missions into these battle dungeons. And Steve and I both knew they were coming up because I think we were both looking for a specific crafting material or something and found out mm -hmm. that's where they, that's the only place they spawned. I fucking hate these battle dungeons, dude. <laughs> because at a certain point, I was too deep into the game, and I was like, it would be stupid for me not to finish the, the diligence records. To finish the diligence records, you have to complete 100 battle dungeons. There's three different areas. In the first one, there's 10. In the second one, there's 10. And in the last one, there's 20. That's 40 de battle dungeons, right? You can conceivably beat every battle dungeon in the game and then still have to do 60 more. You could beat them all over again. But I didn't. I just found one that I could run through real quick and I Smart. spammed it. And, and But it was not enjoyable. Like, there was, it, it's not like grinding in a JRPG that if it's done right, I find fun, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like that at all. It's tedious. No, like, it's a tedious. Like, look, look, you know I love From Soft Software. Yeah. And Bloodborne's one of my favorite games of all time. But with that said, their Chalice Dungeon system kind of sucks. Like, I don't really fool with it when I play Bloodborne because it's tedious and it reminds me kind of of those dungeons that we, we had to deal with in Yakuza. Now, so, you know... You, you know, were, were further along in the game with me, and you told me at one point, like, I, I stopped doing the battle dungeons. Um, so I, I did the first ten, and I was like, that's honestly not that bad. Then you get yeah. to the second set, where they start giving enemies armor. Ugh. Right? So they don't make it harder by giving you more enemies, or even, like, enemies with better martial prowess. They just make them damage sponges. Ugh, I hate this. And uh, anytime people do this, I hate it. Me too. Doesn't matter what the game is. So now, essentially, everybody has two health bars that you got to get through. And so what normally where you could get through one battle dungeon would take you maybe five minutes. It becomes 10 to 12 minutes. I get through the second set, and then I'm on to the third set that has 20. And I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare. Each one of those battle dungeons probably takes 20 minutes apiece to complete. If not more, when you get to like the last four or five where essentially it's just almost like a boss rush area where yeah. like there's like they're, they're like fight the evil duo and it's two bosses fight the triumvirate and it's three bosses and then there's four and then the final one there's five bosses. Fuck me, I guess, bro. Fuck me, I guess. Okay. Battle yeah. dungeons get a... Uh, and, you know, listen, you could play like a dragon Ishin and never do this at all. You don't have to do it. You may have to do one, you know, just to advance the story, but you don't have to do it. This was my own sickness of being like, I'm so close. I could get the achievement for completing the diligence records if I just fucking nut up and do 60 more battle dungeons. Right. It's I wanted fun. to do as many of them as I could, and then it just got... To the point where I was like, you know what? I see kind of the writing on the wall here. I don't want to continue on with this. I'll see if I can get through the game with the equipment I have now. Because I knew that that was going to be the only way you could get the, the good shit. Uh -huh. was, to, was to suffer through those battle dungeons and probably have to grind them. And I was like, nope, don't want to so, do it. For the Blade of the Shogun, you need five golden medicine cases. This is one of those fucking, there's so many different items you need for crafting. When it got to the point where I had the money to make the, the sword I wanted, I had one. So I was like, okay, fucking look it up online. See where the best place to find them is. And everybody was like, oh, just uh, grind the last battle dungeon. The one that's all the boss. Like, that there's like mm -hmm. a huge boss and a bunch of dudes with him. Ugh, I hate those fights. And so I was like, okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do it five times, all right? If I don't get a single golden medicine case out of those five times, then I'm not going to do this. I'm going to give it five times. I go in, and on my fifth time, one drops. So now I have two. I need three. And then I do another one. On my sixth one, another one drops. I have three now. I'm two away. 
four days later. Oh, God. four days later. And when I say four days later, I mean every night after, you know, I streamed or hung out with you dudes or if I didn't stream and was just hanging around the house. What was I doing? Playing Ishin and doing this one dungeon over and over again. Four days later, I finally got my final golden medicine case and was able to make that sword. Ugh. Drop rate is ridiculous. The RNG or whatever the fuck it is. Battle dungeons get a big thumbs down from me. Now, once again, completely optional. I do like the trooper cards that you get as part of that. So, like, you get the ability to summon different troopers and their abilities. Troopers! Um, <laughs> so, like, at one point, you know, I'm running some of the last chapters in the game. And I'm summon summoning a fucking tiger and a bear to fight alongside me. Or a Shibu Inu that that comes out and dances and distracts all the enemies while you slice them up. Right. Um, yeah, the tiger and the bear, they just kind of come out. and they, they do like a summon attack like yeah. in Final Fantasy 7. 100%. And then they're gone. But they're they're funny. Like they're, they're an entertaining little thing you can do. I tended to put the guys who gave me big damage boosts in me that. Me that style yeah i found that i was trying to do that a lot in boss fights and it helped me kind of melt through the boss it, it, that's what uh, i ended up realizing too myself was that really um that's what you got to do another thing mm -hmm. that i fucked with a tiny bit and decided was not for me so part of the reason i didn't get all the achievements was the fucking scarecrows so where you go into the um oh those the, yeah the sorry, guy that has the the challenge rooms where you got to fight mm -hmm. the scarecrow dummies with the different styles mm -mm. yeah i didn't fool with that there was one time where you needed to have one of those straw dolls things, yeah straw dolls for for a slice of life thing but yeah i don't know man it just it kind of felt to me like a lot of the the mini games just weren't quite on the level of as cool as something in Yakuza Zero. No, no, which I mean? like, wasn't is is a later game than this for sure. Right, and um, and true, but like their big centerpiece in this one is that slice of life one, and it's supposed to like take pieces of different parts of the game, right? Like it's supposed to combine your fishing mm -hmm. with your garden and your with this cooking mini game and and treasure finding with the plates and shit. Yep. It's supposed to meld this all together into like this, and it was cool for me for a little while. But like honestly, compared to like the the hostess game from oh it zero, like it's not even it's not even close. close. No. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. yeah, it's not even and, close. And 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 that sucks. But at the at the end of the day, I don't feel like. I don't feel like I wasted my time on a lot of this stuff. Like I think you might on the uh, maybe as far as the dungeons go. How was the how were the weapons you got? Were they awesome. worth it? Oh, brute. <laughs> dude, that the sword of the shogun looks like a lightsaber. Oh shit. Okay, well that might be worth it then. <laughs> and you want to talk about a weapon that melts armor on enemies? It's that. It's that sword. So like, yeah, it was awesome. But all the <laughs> to time, to be fair, you were also level probably one thousand one hundred seventy three. <laughs> yeah. um, by the by, the time I finally was able to craft it, I was in, you know, chapter eleven. There's two more chapters left, plus a like a prologue, right? Right. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> so at this point, we're going to move on to the story. So if you don't want to talk about, if you don't want to hear us talk about the story, this is where you you bounce out. We'll see you next week. And you know what? You should. Just stick around. Yeah, because I don't know if we're going to do a great job explaining <laughs> it because I don't quite understand. The first time I'm going to say this, but you should probably just stick around. Yeah, it's you fine. should probably just stick around. Um, <laughs> so one thing I got to say was a delight about this game is to me it kind of felt like playing. Um, so, okay, imagine that Yakuza 1 through 6, or probably at that time probably 1 through 5, were Kevin Smith movies that used the same cast, right? Mm -hmm. And then Kevin Smith decided he wanted to do um, a movie set in the same universe, but in the Old West and had all the same actors come back and play different characters, right? That's what this game is, where, you know, Kiryu is there, but he's not Kiryu. He's... Uh, uh, Ryoma Sakamoto. Ryoma Sakamoto, which, by the way, buddy, when I was doing some research for this episode... A real person. A real historical yeah. figure. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Um, uh, Majima is there and he's, you know, he's playing somebody else, but he's 
good old fucking crazy Majima with the six pack abs and the fucking eye patch. Eye patch. Yeah. The dude that looks like the Japanese Michael Madsen is in this game. Like everybody, <laughs> and and yeah. there's so many people that I know must be part of other Yakuza games that I just haven't met because I haven't played all the games yet. Right. Um, that Same. part was fun. Like seeing yeah. Date-san you know, <laughs> in this game and Saigo. Smooth ass, like samurai hair. Yeah. Date-san. And yeah, like uh, Saigo. Uh-huh. Or, da- like the, what was his name? Ry- Ryuji? Ryuji, yes. that's it. From, from Kiwami 2. Mm-hmm. And Kiwami, he, he had a, cameo in that but yeah um yeah man it was really cool that was one of my favorite parts honestly was seeing what they thought up for the for the other characters i <laughs> adored that part um that was great now okay so the story you know is very yakuza so you know uh ryoma sakamoto his dad gets killed by a ninja and then you're trying to figure out who the killer was <laughs> right this, this, yeah that's like uh, buddy i all i can do is the cliff notes because it gets so complicated like and at some point you find out that like three of your homies took the names of other people you take another name saito hajime right and then like there's somebody else running around with your old ass name it's your brother like it's so fucking confusing it's fascinating it's well performed but, yes. But like, okay. So if you're if you're in a chapter like me, and you spend twenty hours doing side shit, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, it's time to do the next part of the story, and I'm mosey on and do the next part of the story, I'm like, huh? Wait, what? Wait, wait a second, huh? Who are you again? Wait a second. Huh? What? What the fuck is the Shinsengumi again? Why is this girl named after a cookie? Oreo. Tell me that. Yeah. Huh? But dude, it's confusing. I like it, it really is. And when I didn't it, know what was going on. I'm not gonna lie. When it all wrapped up, I was like, okay, that's a satisfying story. Like it's it's presented in a way well enough that I get the general thing that happened. And then reading about the actual historical, you know, uh significance of that character, I was like, oh, okay, well that's cool. Um Right, because it like ties into this whole power struggle. Mm-hmm. In in Japan at the time, like um, guns were about to be a big thing there, and we're gonna decide like the future of future the leaders, and, and, and then like, like you know, Britain is apparently interested in like trying to colonize Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's some Brits you run into. Yeah, there's there's people, you know, there's Japanese, you know. Uh, citizens on the inside trying to make that happen for some fucking reason Um, (laughs) yeah it's very bizarre okay so you know how we always say yakuza is like the funniest goofiest game you'll ever play mixed in with the most serious ass japanese crime soap opera Mm -hmm. the same can be said for this it's the goofiest funniest shit you've ever played mixed in with a historic like a you know what i mean like a historical set piece japanese soap opera mm-hmm. like yeah the, we we couldn't do the main story really any justice mm-hmm. talking about it you but you did a great job at the beginning <laughs> your, your boss gets killed by a ninja, ninja and <laughs> you got to find out who the killer is because it does start off at least sort of simple Ooh, yeah it does not say it, simple no. you find you out eventually your... find out who the killer is and, and he's already dead he's <laughs> already dead he's... and then you're like dang he was kind of cool i don't know maybe i kind of like the guy i don't know and then there's a whole story about him and and majima the uh, yep and, and nakam nakamoto yep all changed their the... names and took different names too mm-hmm. and by the way majima's name before he changed his name was goro goro okay. it's like <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Like, I loved it, though. Like, when I say it's ridiculous, it's not like, uh, you know, the last season of Game of Thrones ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous in a very Yakuza way and very, very on brand. Now, that's not to say there aren't some, there like, some of my favorite story moments in any of these games happen in this game. So, for instance, early in the game, you get directed to go to a bathhouse, right, to meet Mm -hmm. with somebody. And you show up, and Ryuji, right, from Kiwami 2, shows up as this character, Saigo. 
and you eventually have an Eastern Promises butt booty naked fight between the two of you. And there's just like a constant cover of mist covering their crotches so you don't see their dicks or their buttholes. Oh, it's so good. Like the, the subreddit was just clamoring for uh, somebody to release the, the steamless cut, you cowards. Yeah. And even eventually a modder went in there and took out the steam and confirmed that they just kind of made them. Ken dolls. Feature, featureless yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still that's a great scene man um ryuji's great in this game he's like the leader of a big faction yeah yeah Let's that you think. end up like making friends with mm-hmm. later in the game so you know uh ryoma gets word that his brother committed sakapu sapuku <laughs> right which he didn't but and so he goes out drinking and boy he gets wasted and you run into Saigo. So, like, you you go to this bar, you're drinking, and you come out because there's assholes throwing rocks at a dog. And Saigo shows up to rescue the dog. Now, this is at this point, I was like, oh, this is my dude now. Mm-hmm. And he, like, picks the dog up, and he's like, you're now part of my family. And the dog bites his arm. And they're, <laughs> like, the timing of this next scene could not be more perfect. Where, like, it cuts to the dog with his mouth on the dude's arm and then it cuts to the dude looking at him and you're like oh shit is he gonna flip out on this dog and he's like oh, i see <laughs> showing me your fangs huh even better <laughs> he gets into it and then your character rioma beats both their asses and then is like all right so since i won you guys got to go out drinking with me Right. Yeah. There's another guy yeah. who's like the leader of, of the other faction. faction, and those two like always the rival butt factions. Heads, right. Right. So like you've got the big faction who's like in charge. Right. And these two guys are in charge of two separate but smaller factions. Right. And they don't like each other either. No. But somehow through this this night of drinking with your guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. manages to like uh, well, bury the hatchet that's the funniest thing and so like you go drinking the next chapter opens up with him all hung over in bed and then you go about your day like and you do the next story thing and then just out of nowhere they're like hey did you hear that those two guys are getting along together they're like buddies now and it turns out that like you brokered peace between these two <laughs> factions getting fucking wasted and hanging out with this dude and his new dog loved it that shit was my favorite that that chapter seriously was like a top, top three tier. chapter maybe yeah. cha- like it was a- excellent this was at the game at its absolute peak was that chapter oh now, my god i will what? say this my next favorite is a couple chapters later when you storm the shogun's palace that's and pretty sweet too it's not you and majima oh and <laughs> dude like i love how like once you the two of y'all see eye to eye because you're both very like because you infiltrate this faction known as the Shinsengumi, right? Shinsengumi, yep. And you do it because you know somebody in that faction is who killed your dad, the ninja that killed your dad. So like you're very uh, suspicious of Majima and he's suspicious of you. But then once you find everything out, Majima's just like, hey, you're my best friend. And yeah. <laughs> Ryoma's like, you're like a brother to me. And Majima gets all awkward about it. He's like, hey, man. That's, uh, he even says more than once, that's a little weird that you keep saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, their dynamic is different in this game. And yeah. it's, it's, I like it. Like, I was telling you, uh, you know, I'm sure you got sick of me saying, I prefer Majima in the other games. But he's great in this one. He's just more of a good guy. Like, yeah. he's, less, he's less crazy. But, you know, he's still great in this game. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, he is it's very noticeable that he's less goofy but when he does do the goofy shit it's pretty good it's yeah pretty good. i love when he shows up like his his coat is just stained in blood mm-hmm. just right away like you can tell what kind of guy he is and they they write that in there like the guy he replaced mm-hmm. was kind of the more flamboyant guy right. so that's kind of that's kind of written into his personality in this one now listen i got it okay so there's part of the story where you find out there's another dude out there using the name Ryoma Sakamoto. So you're getting blamed for all this shit that somebody else is doing. Turns out to be your brother, right? Long story short. In the second to last chapter before the prologue chapter, there's this big confrontation at the inn where you you show up and your brother, he's gone gray. His hair's all gray. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Ryoma's like, I, I can see what, the weight of all this horrible shit you've been doing has done to you. Look how much you've aged. 
And then he leaves and he says, all right, come find me in Tosa. We'll finally settle all this. That Which turns- is their hometown. Yes, it's the, it's the hometown that you end up having to leave because everybody thinks you killed your dad, not the ninja. <laughs> that ninja. <laughs> so then in the prologue chapter, you know, it's the last big fight. You go to Tosa. Tosa's been turned into this uh, fortress, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you go and confront your brother. And I'll be damned. I guess they had just for men back then because <laughs> his hair ain't white no more. <laughs> that was weird. What it, the 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 part uh, the, I did like, however, the shot of Tosa as a fortress. Like awesome. I thought that was really really great. Like it I was. didn't see that coming. Kind of that level of oh my goodness, they're gonna yeah. have to hard to storm that. Um, and you know, you make your way up to the top of the the tower. You fight your brother. They have the typical yakuza thing where this dude mm-hmm. who's clearly been a uh, a villain. It happens with you know, the, the villain in Kiwami um, mm-hmm. has a change of heart after you beat his ass. And he's like, and, and Ryoma's like, no, we'll totally remake the country. Then a third heretofore unknown motherfucker with a big mole on his head shows up and has apparently <laughs> been behind the whole thing. You remember this? Yeah. In fact, he's, he's the actual villain at the end of Kiwami, right? That got your lady friend pregnant and the kid is his, remember? Yep. It's that same actor. Yeah. And so, they, and I was like, oh shit, are we going to have to fight him? No. 20 minute cutscene where you talk <laughs> some shit to him. It, clearly you kill him and then it cuts away. Right. And then it turns out everybody's changed their name again because your brother <laughs> took the mole headed motherfucker's name. Now that's who he's been living as. And they've helped bring in this, you know, new era in Japan. Right. And, and repel British colonization the 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 legend of ryoma sakamoto lives on and it's a unified japan right and then it has a cutscene to ryoma and your lady friend oreo <laughs> climbing a mountain and they're like oh look at the view this is beautiful that's the end of Finn. the story why the fuck is everybody cha- how easy was it to do identity theft back in the Edo era in Japan? Because uh, <laughs> it happens I guess multiple you could just times. Say, yeah. yeah oh. There's no like hall of records really. Hey guys, thanks <laughs> for thanks for listening to High Potion. I'm Steve Crothy. <laughs> that's, I'm what, Hans Burkhart. that's what we're doing now, I guess. Yep. <laughs> we gotta talk a little tiny bit about the side quests. I know we're we're about to finish up here, yeah, but man, but... some of the side quests were so good like good. There was one I have to talk in particular where you get into like this kind of rivalry with the this like courier service. Oh my god. Right? And you're running so around. Yep. You're having to run around and deliver little letters and stuff and prove you're faster. And eventually you go up against um like one of their top guys and when you when you go to challenge him he's talking to these other ladies they're treating him like he's a celebrity and and like the people in charge of the translation must have just had a field day because their puns were on point like here's a couple of them i had to write them down i can't wait to have you all up in my po box yep big package fans why don't we all go somewhere for a bit of shipping and handling (laughs) we can't wait we can't wait to see your male physique, M-A-I-L. Mm-hmm. Win and I'll let you lick me like an envelope. That's saucy. That's uh, sooner saucy. I beat you, sooner I can visit my local post orifice. I mean, I was like, dang, they're getting just straight up like, X rated. How about you let me work on that localization team? I'll do that kind of shit all day, <laughs> bro. All right? Bruh, I'll work for you crack me up. Pennies on the dollar, too. Um, yeah, I mean, what would you say, like, the? did you have a side quest that stuck I mean, out for you? Listen, I liked all the side quests involving um, befriending the animals. Like, there's three yeah, cats and three dogs that you can get to come live at your house and the slice of life stuff. Some of them are just heartbreaking <sighs> stories, too, man. Yeah, like, the dog who's just waiting for his, his oh, homie, homie to come home. And, you know? dude, there and there's one where you got to find a cherry tree to bury mm-hmm. um this couple's dog underneath very sad there's um ugh. the ones i hated were the ones that where people wanted you to give them certain things right 
So oh, like, God, those were the worst. Like, there's the little old junk boy who just wants you to give him a piece <laughs> of junk, right? Then there's yep. this lady. I hated this lady who all she wanted was vegetables, and every time she would act like it was dick-related and be like, Can I exactly, get an eggplant yeah. or a daikon? Oh, it's so huge. Oh, my God. Yeah, and of course, at the end, it turns out that she's, she's just making like a special stew, stew or something. Yeah. Some shit, yeah. <laughs> um, there's definitely some some classic, goofy uh, uh, Yakuza stuff in there, like the, the weird merchant that hides behind a wall that you yeah. never see. <laughs> And just ask for random stuff. Yeah, and he talks like he's being hunted by the FBI and shit. Mm -hmm. And because and he's a white guy, he's a he's a gaijin. Um, There's a couple of interesting gaijin quests. There's the big samurai guy who yep. walks around all pacifist, and you have to bail him out a few times. Yep. He's got a big old mustache. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, the, the, the side quests are pretty good. They're once again, I don't think on the level no. as as memorable as Zero or Kiwami, but there are some classic style yakuza yeah there's questions. good stuff in there like like most i would say you know there's some some annoying stuff some good stuff and some really good stuff yeah and you know overall i'd say you know i recommend people play it play it and and give it the attention you want to give it you don't have to be like me and and go overboard with it mm -hmm. um you know even beside all that when i stop and think about it clearly i very much enjoyed my time with the game i put 110 hours into it right so me personally i would say if it's your first time with the yakuza series go with zero you know i had people asking me yeah like, they were like hey I've, I've been wanting to get into it i hear you guys talk about it should i start with ishin um like my buddy eddie asked me and i was like no nah, man i'd start with zero i think zero yeah. i think if you're into the series and can appreciate what they're trying to do i think you're you're willing to be a little more forgiving of ishan's faults whereas if it was your first time playing it you know what i mean yeah it might be a little tougher so i think that i think that's yeah. the way to go so recommend it if you're a fan yep yeah. Absolutely. I recommend it. If it's, I wouldn't, like we said, don't make it your first experience with the franchise, but if you played and enjoyed a, a Yakuza game, then definitely check it out. Yep. All right, guys. So we'll do this real quick. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Email us questions, comments, suggestions. HighPotionPod at gmail.com. Leave us a review, please. We've, this is our hundred and first episode. Can we get oh some God. reviews? One hundred and one. Yep. On the, on on the way to hundy. That's right. Hey. hey. Um. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. How's that sound? Yeah. Sounds great to me, man. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. Hey!